Welcome to the Stoic Handbook Podcast. This is John Brooks speaking. First of all, I just want to say thank you so much for being a member of the Stoic Handbook community and taking the time out of your day to listen to my podcast, read my newsletter, and put the ideas to practice to level up your practical wisdom. If you're a fan of my work and you want to support the show, you can sign up to the premium version of the Stoic Handbook Podcast. You can either do this directly from within Apple Podcasts or you can go on stoichandbook.supercast.com. When you sign up to Stoic Handbook Premium, you'll get access to my existing library of Stoic meditation and contemplation courses. I make each course about a specific emotional topic like negative thinking or anxiety, relationships, anger, etc., as well as workshops, exclusive Ask Me Anything sessions, and ad-free standard episodes. There's a seven-day free trial, so you can check it out, see if it's good for you. I'm always adding new content and I take a lot of time to craft my courses to make them as high quality as can be. One of the listeners of the Stoic Handbook Premium told me that they listened to my anxiety course over 50 times. People often like to go through them over and over again. So like I said, you can check it out, see if it's a good fit for you. It's this podcast plus a bunch of premium episodes, meditations, talks, workshops, etc. And I also open up the space for questions as well. If you want to talk to me and get me to record a podcast episode on a specific topic for you, that's what Stoic Handbook Premium is there for. Now let's go into today's episode. What if any, is the Stoic view on physical exercise, you know, did they think it was useful, important? You know, what was the role of that? They've got a surprising view on it. Like, um, I guess it's hard to explain in a, in a way, and, and sometimes people, for some reason, this really annoys people. Um, they, I think as culturally, we, our view about exercise is in some ways quite, different from the the way it was perceived in the ancient world so basically their view i think is broadly similar to the view of socrates and some other philosophers um which is that gosh like exercise first of all plays a very different role in greek and roman culture like obviously most of them did far more exercise than we do today um so it was normal like for people to uh assess so roman citizens and for Athenian citizens to have undergo kind of military cadet training where mm. they would do martial arts like boxing and wrestling and pancratian and stuff like that. Um, but they also, and their, their athletic contests were bound up with their religious ceremonies in a way that seems kind of alien to us today. Mm-hmm. Um, however, they also believe that people the over-exercise or become overly preoccupied with exercise. So I guess uh, essentially their, their view is all things in moderation. Socrates, mm-hmm. the, in Xenophon's Memorabilia Socrates, there's a really cool dialogue where Socrates is talking to a young philosopher who doesn't do any exercise. And so I guess a lot of modern people that are into exercise would love this dialogue because he basically says very, Socrates' arguments are often really simple. Like, yeah. sometimes we, we lose sight of that because the they kind of seem convoluted, but the basic point is often incredibly simple. So he says to this guy, look, if you get a fever or, like, you know, you become really sick, does that affect your ability to concentrate? And the guy's like, well, yeah, obviously. And and he's like, Socrates is like, so can you kind of reason and engage in debate? And he's like, well, no, because your thinking's all, like, clouded and stuff. And Socrates says, so, like, if you don't take care of your body, then that makes you poorer at reasoning. 
potentially? And the guy's like, well, yeah, like, I guess so. And so Socrates basically proves to this guy that if you're committed to the love of wisdom and following reason, then you have to take care of your body as well. Like, because, like, clearly, if your poor health can impair your reasoning abilities, so mm. the two things aren't completely separate. It's a really simple argument, right? But this guy's very bookish and he doesn't do exercise, and Socrates is like, this doesn't make any sense at all. Socrates used to dance, according to Xenophon, Socrates used to dance every morning for exercise on his own, um, and his friends used to laugh at him because he, he said he would like wave his arms and legs around to exercise his whole body. I'd love to see that. Yeah. Like, apparently even the Athenians were like, this is ridiculous. But he did this kind of, he made up his own Tai Chi or something that he would do every every day when he got out of bed. That's how crazy Socrates was. But he was, he was a dancer and uh, he believed in, he, Socrates was also a veteran of the Peloponnesian War. As an aside, I, I, my belief is that Socrates would have been the Athenian equivalent of a centurion. Like he seems to have been like a, an NCO, like a, he, a, he would liaise between uh, infantrymen and the, the senior officers. Like he wasn't, I don't think he was really a regular soldier. He seems more knowledgeable and more experienced than that. Um, so he's more of a military figure in some ways than, than people normally assume, as well as being, he was famous as a war hero as well as being a, a philosopher. So he, he was kind of a physical guy in, in some regards. Um, but he also ridicules athletes. Uh, he thinks they're too preoccupied with competitiveness. He has a really cool, it's also a really cool argument about that in Xenophon, which infuriates people. And so Socrates meets a, a, an Olympic wrestler. Mm-hmm. And this guy is ecstatic because he's won uh, at the Olympic Games, the ancient Olympics. And Socrates says to him, oh, that's really cool. Like, you know, uh, just out of curiosity, the guys that you beat, were they weaker than you or stronger than you? And the guy's like, well, they were weaker than me, obviously. I sure proved that I was stronger than them. And Socrates is like, oh, cool. Like, so were they more skilled or less skilled than you? And the guy's like, well, they were less skilled. Like, I'm much more skilled than them. Like, I proved that by beating them. Like, and Socrates is like, oh, like, so were they, like, more disciplined or, like, less disciplined in their training than you? And he was like, well, clearly I'm more disciplined, right? Otherwise, I wouldn't have beat them. And so Socrates says, so what honour is there then, or glory, in beating people that are weaker, less skilled, and less disciplined than you? Like, wow. And this guy's like, ah, sharp, Socrates. Like, but I actually think that's a valid philosophical argument. Like, like most of the things that Socrates says, it, it's not like cut and dried, but it should at least make us kind of think. Especially, mm-hmm. by the way, as an aside, that argument is much more pertinent today with all the scandals about drug use and other controversies that, that uh, arise in competitive sport. Like this question, the philosophy of what does it mean to win a competition? Like, I, Socrates is getting right to the heart of it. Uh, and saying, look at, you know, are we just discovering who was better all along or who had an advantage all along? And if we already knew that, then it wouldn't be, would it not be interesting at all? So mm. are we just kind of celebrating ignorance in a way when we celebrate victory in a competition? Like, what does it really mean? Like, I, that's a really good question. Yeah, I, I don't know really the answer, good. but that, that's the, the stoic attitude is they think in the ancient world, they, they do think that a lot of athletes are like, what do we call them, like gym rats or whatever. And they, mm-hmm. they also kind of caution against becoming so preoccupied, not just with exercise, but they think that 
their idea is that athletes are kind of egotistical in the ancient world, that they just want to beat people and they want the glory of winning competitions. And the Stoics and, and Socrates, I think, think that that's a kind of superficial, like, although we really celebrate it in our culture, they were a little bit wary of it. Because they think if you spend your whole life just like trying to win football matches or, you know, like win at golf or something like that, is it really worthwhile at the end of it? You're just like, you know, is that others' achievements worth celebrating? That like they think we should be cautious about investing too much importance in, in winning at competitive sport. I hope that you enjoyed that, took some value from it. A couple of quick things. If you can leave a rating for the podcast wherever you're listening to it, that really helps new people find it. And I also love reading reviews. So let me know what you think about it. And if you want to go further and get access to all of my premium meditations and audio courses, ask me anything, workshops, etc., consider subscribing to Stoic Handbook Premium with a free trial, either directly within Apple Podcasts or over at stoichandbook.supercast.com. It's the same thing, just two different ways to access it. And I'll see you back here for the next episode of the Stoic Handbook Podcast.